This is Reset. I'm Michael Puente. In for Sasha Ann Simons. July is Disability Pride Month. It's time to honor the history and experiences of the disability community. Over the weekend, Chicago celebrated with its annual parade, but the fun doesn't end there. Advocates are finding new inclusive ways that commemorate the passing of the Americans with Disabilities Act and the community. From inclusive dance classes to support groups, the Oak Park Public Library has been particularly busy marking the month. And it's thanks to the organizer behind it all, Oak Park Public Library's children's librarian, Shelley Harris. Welcome to Reset, Shelley. Hello, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Great. So disability advocacy and justice has been a passion of yours. Where and how, how did it start? Well, you know what? Actually, a number of my family members are disabled. Um, I am also disabled. I am the fourth generation with an autoimmune disorder, and I'm also neurodivergent. And my younger brother, Josh, who's in his 30s now, um, has a very rare genetic disorder called Rubenstein-TB syndrome. Very, very rare. Um, but it, it's joint problems, and he uses augmentative communication and app on his iPad to speak. And so with my family and with Josh, we always struggled so hard to find safe and welcoming places. And so I went, I got a bachelor's degree in speech therapy, decided that I wanted to use that degree and my background with Josh in different ways, got my librarian, um, my graduate degree, and started doing supported programs for kids with disabilities in Oak Park. You said you mentioned you have a condition, neurodivergent. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So neurodivergent is an umbrella term for disabilities um, that affect your brain, the way that you think and learn and process, communicate. Examples are autism and ADHD, which I have uh, intellectual disabilities, um, OCD, Tourette, things like that. All right. And we just mentioned some of the events you guys are working on at the library, like an inclusive dance class and support group. Yeah. And I'm sure we miss them, too. So where do you where did you get all these ideas? So this is my third year doing Disability Pride Month celebrations. And every year it's beginning a little bigger and a little bigger. And so for the last year, I've been thinking, I really want to go big. I want to go so big. <laughs> and I have um, one of our patrons, her name is Kruthi, and we've been in contact about books to share with disabled people and about disabilities. And she, was, she, she said, you know, Chicago has the parade. Why, why don't we do a parade? And that sounded very overwhelming to me. So I said, how about if we make it a march? And <laughs> so we had our Disability Pride um, march on the 15th, the week before Chicago's. And I also created a presentation on normalizing neurodivergence because there's just so many stereotypes out there um, where the emphasis is placed on neurotypical observations and not neurodivergent experiences. And so I wanted to do my part to kind of bring awareness. We've been doing documentary showings um, on this coming Saturday. We're showing This Is Not About Me about a non-speaking autistic woman named Jordan Zimmerman and her struggles to be educated. Um, and so I just looked for what holes were there in people's knowledge and who in my community could I represent? 
And so that's how we came up with the march. We had a hidden disability peace circle. Um, for those of us with non-apparent disabilities, you look at us and you don't know that there's a disability. Um, my colleague Wanta came up with that. And I just think it's so important to recognize that a disability is not just an inability to do something, it means doing something differently. So when we're bringing in Maggie Bridger and, Will and Robbie Williams this afternoon, they're both um, disabled dance professionals. Maybe the way they dance doesn't look the way most people are used to, but it is beautiful dancing, you know, in a different way. And I just want everyone to be aware that disability just means you're going to do something differently. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just a normal, neutral thing. And that was really my goal with our programming this month. Well, tell me this. How do you have enough space in a library to do dancing? <laughs> that, we have a lot of programming spaces. Um, so we are lucky that we've actually offered dance classes before. Um, we have done a number of things over the years. And we've even done a roller derby demonstration in the past inside the library. Oh, so wow. we got the room. Yeah. Now, were these events something that you immediately brought to Oak Park? Absolutely. Um, it was my goal from day one. So I've actually been at the library for 17 years, and I've been doing um, supported story times um, for kids with disabilities um, since then. And we call them supported because what sets them apart is that the supports are built into the classes, schedules and fidgets fine motor, gross motor, and all of that. So anyone can come to any of our story times, and we have supports, but these are the classes where supports are built in. Well, Shelley, how long has your programming been around? Oh, I mean, I think we're coming up on 15 years for story times. And about five or six years ago, I went to a disability conference, ATIA, went to a panel and learned that 77% of disabled adults don't participate in their community. And I'm like, I'm a librarian. Libraries are the perfect place to start making that change. So now we offer um, supported gardening. We have a garden that is completely tended to um, by disabled kids and teenagers and now adults. Um, and they make recipes, they donate herbs to our um, local food pantry. Um, we do yoga, we do music, we do cooking. We just want every family to know that we not only welcome them into our library, but we want them and we need them because a community is not complete without its full members. We are a library for everyone. That's our policy. And if we are going to, you know, uphold that and really, truly be a community space, we need our disabled patrons to be with us, to be comfortable in our space, to be part of their community. Can you tell us a little bit more about this sensory garden? What, what exactly is that? Yeah, so it's, I call it my baby. We took a small little space at one of our branches, the Maze Branch, and we made it accessible, poured concrete, and so we had the uh, local high school, their special ed classes came and they helped us build um, elevated 
um, garden bed, so everything is wheelchair accessible. You can access it from multiple sides from the um, sidewalks. And we, um, every summer and spring, so between May and October, we have monthly programs where we tend the garden, we harvest, we make recipes that are vegan so that everyone, to the best of our ability, is not left out of snack. And we make sure that, you know, um, our disabled kids and teens are in a position to give back to the community by donating. Because so often disabled people are seen only as the recipients of charity or pity. But everyone has an ability to give back. And maybe they don't want to touch dirt. I don't want to touch dirt either. So some of our, our participants will take photos instead using an iPad. Um, maybe they will be the ones who are watching and suggesting. Maybe they're sitting on a bench reading a book because that's what you do at the library. There's not a wrong way to participate. Um, they're just there, and by being there, they're part of their community and an important part. This is Reset. I'm Michael Puente in for Sasha Ann Simons. July is Disability Pride Month. We're speaking with Shelley Harris, a child librarian from Oak Park Public Library who programmed their Disability Pride uh, events. This include the from inclusive dance class to support groups and more. You know, Shelley, earlier you mentioned the support group for those with non-visible disabilities. Why was it important yes. for you to focus on those folks as well? Well, like I said, my coworker Wanta was really the spearhead of that. I was part of it. It was yesterday. Um, the problem is, is that people have expectations and stereotypes around an idea of a disability. There's a certain way a disabled person should look or act. And so when you are someone with a, a non-apparent disability like myself, it means that I get told I'm too young to have arthritis. Well, tell that to my joints that are already, you know, permanently disfigured. Um, you know, I have ADHD. My brain is not going to work the same way as a neurotypical person. I am, you know, I'm not the broken horse of a neurotypical person. I am an awesome zebra. And the people around us really diminish that fact. You know, they don't see it if they can't see it. It's like it doesn't happen. I don't need accommodations, but I do. And so we were able to come together for two hours and just share our experiences and with people who understood. And we were able to take ideas from each other on self-advocacy and understanding and, you know, pride in ourselves is so important. You have that pride in yourself despite, not even despite, including your disability. Mm -hmm. I am who I am because of my ADHD, and I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> Shelly, <laughs> yeah, I know this is a time to celebrate, but what, what is a big question? What are some of the things you think the public can do collectively to help push progress forward? Oh, absolutely. Um, I really recommend walking around your community and thinking about how would someone with a mobility device access something? We have a brand new restaurant in an old space, and there's a step to get in. Right there, we know that the people who built that building did not think a disabled person would want to go into that restaurant or into that store. And so when you see things like that, 
reach out to your local government. During the winter time, how, do people shovel and plow their sidewalks? In Oak Park, I'm sorry to say that there are so many businesses that just don't. And that is an active risk for people who have a physical disability, sure. seniors. Um, it affects families who are using strollers. I had a colleague who, you know, there was a mound of snow in the middle of the sidewalk block. And she got stuck and had to wait for someone to come help her. And that is a massive um, equity issue. And so when you're thinking about all of the different causes out in the world, think about how disability affects and is part of that, how it intersects it. Think about how would someone with a disability get into your school? Um, uh, one of our elementary schools just got an elevator this year after what, 60 years of educating children. That 60 years where that neighborhood had to send their children to a different school. Wow. And so it's, there's just, there is a lot to do, but sure. you have to open your eyes and you have to think. So if I couldn't hear, what would this be like? If I couldn't fit my wheelchair through the aisles at the Target, you know, how would that feel? And think about reaching out to, yeah, your local government and talking about how these are important things that need to be addressed via policies or different plans on the part of, you know, the local government. Um, just be aware of other perspectives, you know, go online, read what people are saying about their experiences, learn from that, listen and amplify it. Well, that was Shelly Harris from the Oak Park Public Library. Keep doing the work you do, Shelly, and thank you for joining us today on Reset. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for Reset. Tomorrow on the show, we'll dig into student loans with repayment starting again this fall. We'll explore the different options folks have and answer your questions. I'm Michael Puentes. Sasha Ann Simons is back in the host chair tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. It is 1259. You're listening to WBEZ. Up next on Here and Now, we will uh, talk a little bit about the state of Massachusetts. It has a new plan to place newly arrived families who are in need with host families. You're going to learn more about that in 12 minutes. WBEZ is supported by your membership, also by the Gene Siskel Film Center, presenting Hong Kong Summer, featuring Hong Kong cinematic classics, including the heroic trio and Fist of Fury, on screen now through August 17th. Tickets are at siskelfilmcenter.org. We know there's a lot happening in Chicago. WBEZ's new summer.